coming up next on Contemplate. We can't stack up good things to get to heaven. That's not what the teachings say. They say you're broken, you're dead in your sins and your trespasses. There is no amount of good deeds that you could ever do to undead yourself. There's only one thing you can do. Be born again of the Spirit. Only one thing you can do. Go to Jesus because he paid the price for those things. Don't think you can stack up enough things to cover them. You can't. There's only one thing that covers them, the blood of Jesus Christ, period. Last time we talked about Psalm 1, verse 2, and the importance of delighting in and meditating on the Word of God. And today we'll learn more about what a difference that can make in each of our lives. Here's Pastor David. We need God not to look at us because we look in the mirror of the law and we see what we look like. We need him to look at Jesus. How does he do that? By his death on the cross and his resurrection and his power, he has paid the price for us. That as we look in the mirror, we can start no longer seeing us, but seeing Jesus and figuring out how to look more like him as we go to the mirror and then we go to ourselves and we look to this and we look to us and we get more and more and more closer and closer to God, looking more and more and more like Jesus. That's the deal. That's why the blessing comes. Because we're constantly in the word which we delight in. And we're constantly seeing ourselves and seeing Jesus. And we're constantly being reminded of how much we need him. And we're constantly falling more in love with him who first loved us. If we stop looking to the word, we stop remembering what we look like. If we stop remembering what we look like, we stop remembering our need for Jesus. If we stop remembering our need for Jesus, we stop acting like we need him. We stop trusting him. We start trusting in ourselves. We're pretty rich as, as a people in the Western world. Things are going pretty well financially. We have the smallest financial issue and we all lose our minds because we want to protect what we have, which is relative wealth. If you've ever been to a third world country, you would agree with that. We think that because we're rich sometimes that we don't need God. You know who it's really hard to get to see their need for the Lord? People who are relatively healthy and relatively wealthy. They think they got it figured out. Why? They're looking in the mirror that society has produced that says if you're relatively healthy and relatively wealthy, you can take care of yourself. That's a lie from Satan. They need Jesus. They need Jesus. There's a church that... The Lord talks to in, in Revelation, and they're kind of rich, and they kind of think they got it all figured out. It's like, you all think you've got to figure it out. You don't think you need anything. You're rich, you're whatever, but no, you're wretched, poor, miserable, naked, and blind. You don't get it. Why? If we were looking to the mirror, the perfect mirror of liberty, we would constantly see our need for Jesus. We would constantly be drawn to him. We would constantly grow in our love for him. But you have to keep looking. That's why it says, who continues to look? You don't want to be the person who looks. The man who looks at the mirror sees, that's not great, and walks away and forgets all about it and feels fine. You want to be the person who looks and says, that's not great. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus because that's not great. That's not good. That's ugly. That's horrible. When I look at my own heart, I need the cleansing power of Jesus who will make me look good 
because I'll look like him. But only the scriptures tell us this. Sometimes we like to look to other mirrors. One of the ways we do that is we make the mirror of the law, the teachings, kind of a different mirror. And I think a lot of us do this, but I see some teachers out there that do it. And I think some of us do it with our own friends. We look in here and we go, okay, like I said, there's some good stuff, some promises, some stuff that really appeals to the self-love. And then there's some stuff that's a little harder. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the good stuff. I'm going to put that there. Then I'm going to take a little false teaching over here about how God's going to do this or that for you, or you're going to be, everything's going to be perfect if you just come to Jesus. Put that, maybe I'm going to, just a dash of Oprah, maybe, right? Just a little bit of worldly wisdom, a little self-help. And what do I have? New gospel. I got a new gospel. People preach it all the time. Come on in. Jesus loves you. He wants to make everything great for you. Everything's going to be great if you follow him. Not, come on in. You are jacked up, messed up. You need Jesus. Like we all need Jesus. Every day, every second, we need Jesus because of his grace. Instead, it's, you're doing okay. When the angels came to the shepherds, to announce the good news, the good news was not, hey, I give you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. You all look pretty good, and you do you. That wasn't it, right? On you is born in the city of David, a savior. What did they know? What did these shepherds know? They needed a savior. They understood that. Got a lot of people who don't understand that now because we lie to them about what they really need and about who Jesus really is. I'm not, when you come in here and you want to follow Christ, I'm not handing you a lamp with a genie inside. I'm handing you a cross to pick up every day and follow Jesus, recognizing what He's done for you and what He's calling you to do for His kingdom. I'm not here to feel good. We're here to know the truth. There are other ways, other mirrors. Sometimes we make the mirror of comparison. This is one that I see. We look at other people and we sort of compare ourselves. Somehow everybody wants to choose like Hitler, Stalin, whatever murderer, whoever, and be like, hey, at least I'm not as bad as them. I must be pretty good. I mean, after all, I'm not them. That's a bad mirror. Because guess what God doesn't care about? How you compare to your neighbor. He's not, he's not going to do this. All right, uh, John, come on up. John's there and he's like, okay. Oof. Uh, Hitler, come stand next to John. Okay. I guess you're okay compared to that guy. That's not how it works. You know what the standard is? Holiness. Perfection. Godliness. Who has met that standard? Nobody should be raising their hand. None of us have. We already read that. No one, not one, our righteousness is filthy rags. So when we make that mirror our standard, it's a false mirror. What we do is we, we create these ways to feel good about ourselves. It's what I call the photoshopped gospel. We photoshop the gospel. We find ways to obscure our own imperfection, so that we can feel like we don't necessarily need Jesus. That's what our society is doing, right? We just twist the scripture a little bit. And instead of the perfect mirror of liberty, they're looking at some funhouse mirror. 
That's what we do. You know that when we, when we are trying to bring the gospel to somebody and we only focus on the great, the great stuff for them and we don't focus on their need for Jesus, that we're just twisting, that it ends up being lying. And instead of getting the gospel, they get the Photoshopped gospel. And I hate to tell you this, but the Photoshopped gospel doesn't save because the Photoshop gospel says you don't really need Jesus. You might want him. Might be great for those times when you need something. That's the religion of most people in the world. Some kind of spirituality where when things are going great, you're like, I'm glad there's a God who made everything great. When things are going really bad, it's like, hey, God, help me out of this. But the rest of the time, all they think about is themselves. That's a Photoshopped gospel. That is not the word of God, which we delight in, which we meditate on day and night. We cannot give ourselves or those who we are ministering to, who we want to see come in to the grace of Jesus Christ, a photoshopped gospel, a false mirror. We must let them do what each one of us has had to do who's a Christ follower and look directly into that mirror and experience the pain and the loss and the shame of what that is. I had to do that, but I tell you what, it was followed right after that by the joy and the shalom, the wholeness, the peace of knowing Jesus Christ. But I had to see it first to know how much I needed him. That day when I was broken over my sin because I saw who I was, that's also the day when I saw who Jesus was. And my love for him exploded. And it has driven me ever since to want everyone to see who Jesus is and how much they need him. And they got to have all of this for that. And they got to love it. And they got to dance with it. And they got to delight in it. And they got to meditate on it. So that they can constantly keep before their eyes and before their heart their need for Jesus Christ. So they might trust him more and more and love him more and more. Learning the truth about who I was and learning the truth about who Jesus is is the greatest thing that has ever happened to me. Without compare. And it came from looking at the mirror directly, not the photoshopped version. I could have continued how I was, and how I was was like a lot of people. I sort of walked along, either comparing myself to other people or finding some reason why it wasn't really a big deal, and so on. I could have, stopped, I could have continued in that for a long time, but the Lord didn't let me. Instead, he gave me the mirror because the false mirror, the false gospel leads to destruction. It leads to destruction. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen, every other religion, every other philosophy is doing one thing. It's all the same. It's boring. Here's what it is. Do these things and you can be a good person. Stack up enough good things, at least the ones that people see, and you can be a good person. Or if it's a more God type religion, stack up these good things and you can go to heaven. But if you look into this, you look straight in this mirror, that message is not there. It's not true. We can't stack up good things to get to heaven. That's not what the teachings say. They say you're broken, you're dead in your sins and your trespasses. There is no amount of good deeds that you could ever do to undead yourself. There's only one thing you can do. Be born again of the Spirit. Only one thing you can do. Go to Jesus 
because he paid the price for those things. Don't think you can stack up enough things to cover them. You can't. There's only one thing that covers them, the blood of Jesus Christ, period. We are a people of grace. That's who we are. It is the only truth. It is the truth that we are saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest anyone should boast. That's it. And it's a scandal. Your faith, look, we didn't come here because we think we have a slightly better way of living life than other people. And it's basically just a glorified PTA meeting where we talk about self-help and kind of figure out how to be, you know, how things go a little better for us. We are the body of Christ, his bride, his church, operating the power of the Holy Spirit, and we are a scandal to the world. A scandal. Some of them hate what's here. Some of them just don't understand it. Because we're the people who say, this murderer in a, in a prison cell who finally surrenders to Jesus Christ and says, I give up. I accept you. I call you Lord. I believe God raised you from the dead, is saved and forgiven and clean. And the person over here who's never done anything that would send them to jail and has their own self-righteousness and has photoshopped every zit on their heart away says, I'm not in and that person is scandal. I'm better than them, not recognizing the depth of wickedness in their own heart. Because we're constantly trying to make ourselves feel good. And the, and the mirror comes and says, no, look at yourself. Find out who you are and find out who God is. And then you'll understand why the murderer can be set free. Because you also are just as broken as he is. And you need Jesus just as much as he does. But until they understand that, Christianity is just a, a scandal to them. It doesn't smell good to them. They don't like it. Because we have a God of grace. I tell you what, your job as a Christ follower, your role, your mission is to go out and be a scandal to stand against all the puffed up knowledge of the world about what it means to be a good person and show that the only thing that is good in us is Christ. That's who we stand on. That's the rock that we're, that our foundation is on, that we're anchored to because we look to the law, we look to the teachings and we look to ourselves. We look to the teachings and we look to ourselves and we love we love the law of the Lord and we meditate on it day and night. Remember your mission as Christ followers. It's on the wall outside. This is what it says, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. A fundamental part of your mission as a Christ follower is not just to see people saved, baptized, and becoming disciples, but to teach them what? All things that God has commanded. What is that? The Torah, the teachings, the law, who you are, who God is, how to live, how to live the eternal kingdom life now. We went through the whole Sermon on the Mount. Many, many parts of that. We're about the moral law, the way that God has set things up for us to thrive and to be blessed. It's part of what we are called to do. 
teach the Torah, the commands of Jesus, to search the scriptures, to know them, to love them, to have them be pleasant and pleasing, a pleasure to dance with them, to have them on our lips, muttering under our breath at all times, focusing on them, meditating day and night, that we might teach them to others. And we are nothing but the next generation of Christ followers that have been coming down since the death of Jesus, the resurrection and Pentecost 2,000 years ago. Over and over, we've created these disciples, and it's our job to continue to create them. He draws them. You know, we, we plant the seed, we water. That's fine, but he brings the increase. And when he brings it, we teach them the Torah, the teachings. Some of you today have never followed Christ. You don't know maybe what I'm talking about. It seems like a big book and a lot to learn. Praise God that it is. More and more, I say, give, give me your truth. Let me desire it like eating honey, like it's just delicious. I want it. But some of you don't know Christ, but let me just tell you something. The good news is that there is grace. The good news is that while you will look into the mirror of the law and find out that you come up severely wanting, Jesus Christ has died for you. For you. Because you're made in his image and likeness that he loves you and you can be saved if you will call him Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And let me tell you something, God raised him from the dead and he is Lord. So you would just be recognizing the truth and in that you become his disciple and his follower that you also might love the Torah, the teachings, that you also might meditate on them day and night. If you realize that you need Jesus, don't wait another minute. Right now, just ask him to forgive your sins and be your Lord and Savior. And he will. He really will. And then let us help you get started following Jesus. Call us at 360-885-9000. Or come see us at Axe Church this Sunday morning. Get all the info you need at axechurchnw.org. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll check out the next episode for more great Bible teaching with Pastor David Robinson here on Contemplate. Contemplate.